0: shout out to my biggest sponsor warrior energy drink the reason why we partnered together is because we have the same mindset with the same drive we're we're for the people we're about the people look warridge energy drink has zero sugar options and they got water as well low calories great taste very affordable no crash big energy fast high and b vitamins awesome awesome design culture design 160 milligrams of caffeine Other energy drinks have way, way too much, and they're always giving it back to their community. They're paying it forward. Partner with them. Guys, click the link below. Go go get yourself your own warrior energy and go crush it. Oof, oof. Look, I know there's a lot of people are going to be like, nope, uh, you're crazy. I love my barbecue. I love my barbecue. Actually going to be doing some barbecue today. But guys, she's saying in moderation is where it needs to be. That's crazy, the study of the rat. Cocaine and sugar. Think about that. Cocaine has killed how many lives? But I'm pretty sure what she's saying is sugar has killed a lot more lives. In this sense, it may not physically put you six feet under, but when something is so addictive that it controls your mindset or your palates begin to salivate because of what you remember the taste is like, that's a problem. And you're learning it from a doctor albeit a world, I'm going to say a world round, world renowned doctor, because you don't get invited to go speak somewhere if you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) This is, oh, this is so good. This is so good. I I want to, I want to move. I, I, I could literally spend all day, we could spend all day on this topic, on these topics, right? But there's a couple of things I really want you to, to get, to understand. You grew up fast. You had to grow up really, really fast. 30 years in this field is a a very long time. What you've been doing, you've been dedicated, you're dedicating helping women, which I absolutely love. You're helping women become what we call the zone of genius, as as Gay Hendricks talks about in The Big Leap. So I'm curious, have you always had this confident, were you always this confident, the woman that we see, which obviously we're going to know the answer, it's a rhetorical question, or... Was there something that changed in your life to where you you had to come out of something and help propel you to be the person that we're seeing today? The
1: answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> a big no. And, and I think that um, if you ask a lot of people out there who bring through life, um, they would give you that answer because um life teach taught me many things um i was born pretty much very a very shy insecure little girl um i was born in um a country where kids don't say much um women is like second to men right and um i i you know just like any little kids you look around your environment and you kind of pick up the cues. How am I supposed to act? If I'm quiet and proper, I get rewarded. And I was like the teacher's pet um, growing up as a little girl in, in, in Thailand. Um, uh, when when my mom took me to, to um, gatherings and stuff, I would be like the most favorite kid because I just sit there and I don't say a word. And And that's the social cue that many women many young girls picked up and they don't realize that will shape who they have become and i i got confidence in my ability right mm-hmm. at, at a very young age when when i start doing well in school and i was in sports i i, I draw i i did many work that that gives me that confidence but it's it's about my ability but as far as self-confidence about who I am I have oh my gosh I I had to go through divorce (laughs) (laughs) to figure out heck what am I doing with this person and and that was a wake-up call and it's not that my ex um, was a bad person he never hit me. He never cursed at me. But I, I was in a relationship where um, I didn't like who I've becoming because, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, in in the defense of him, he he was a man. Um, growing up, um, he he also came from the um, Southeast Asian background. And you know, growing up, he wasn't taught how to treat women in a in the right way, either. He just absorbed whatever he had around him. And, you know, he never tell me, "Oh, you look beautiful." And I started thinking over the years, like, "Oh my gosh, I must be ugly." And you know, my my um confidence level in that area really dwindled. and and I, I starting to lose or didn't discover who I who I really am until um that, that divorce really is was a tsunami. It, it was a tsunami in, in in a big way. I I was uh, plunged into rediscover my um, myself, my spirituality my identity my vision my mission in life and it it began there in a big way um it it took me many years because i had two young kids um it it you know it it took a lot of courage and that's what i developed through this you know how can I bring myself, it, it's a failure, right? Um, society look at divorce as a failure. Um, now I don't. I think it's it's the greatest thing that you can do for yourself if you're in a relationship that you um, are not happy with. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time, um, you know, the American dream uh, coming here to America, the the dream was to have this american life you know to go to college get married have this monopoly home that everybody has <laughs> you
0: know there's, there's yep. a
1: movie that they that they created um a long time ago i forgot the name but you know people would uh, wake up in the morning neighbors wave at each other and they all um uh, wheel out their um uh, you know garbage can and you know <laughs> go back in inside the house shower and go to, to work that's the american dream right and, and i mm-hmm. was in that rat race um and and i just wake up one day and said this is enough i you know once i make a decision it it was done and over the years that was in two thousand and eight, when i um decided you know, this part of my life need to change um, in order for me to live the life of authenticity, of being who I am, expressing my true essence. Um, It wasn't that deep, but, you know, it it was the the beginning of the biggest change in my life. And I I went through so many personal self-development and you know, I saw many books behind you. I read, oh my God, hundreds of books. I attend hundreds of seminars, <laughs> maybe not hundreds, but gazillion. Um, mm-hmm. and and just just out there, just trying to figure out who I am, why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? And you know, it's no um to answer you. i I wasn't always confident. And, and this is what we see in the movie stars, right? In in the people you think at high the high-ranking officer, um, the president, they all have that insecurity. And to slay that dragon within us, Cameron, it, it takes work. It takes years of deep work um, to, to have that true peace inside of you to say that here I am. I am the light I am this being and I am not afraid to show anybody who I really am and that is confidence to be able to be who you are all the time when you go to sleep you are authentic to yourself you know when when you speak the voices between your two ears are the voices that is that that really express the true you, and it doesn't happen overnight, Cameron. It takes years of practice. I'm still practicing doing that. I still doing self affirmation. I still doing my meditation. I still learn um, from from everybody. And 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 that's that's the thing. When you realize you have this self confidence, yeah. is knowing that. There are always things out there that you can learn. Have an open mind. There are people who are always smarter than you, better than you, prettier than you, um, richer than you, and happier than you. And your goal is to just be yourself and have an open mind to say, hey, they have this thing that I I want. What, What are they doing? What can I learn from them? Have have the humble, um, that humbleness that say, I'm no better than anybody. And at the same time, nobody is better than me. We are all ego. on every single plane. We are separated by the illusion of time. You know, the time of, of course I am, Fifty three years old, so I will know more than a twelve year old kid, mm-hmm. um, and and that's just it. But the twelve year old kid, I bet that twelve year old know how to have fun more than the fifty three year old um, who is not aware of the inner child. You can learn to have fun to be to be joyful like a little kid from the little kid and
0: that oh. camp is is confidence. Guys look, first off, Dr. says, we all that are listening, we all love you. We love that you never gave up. You could have going through divorce, going through any massive trauma in life is very very hard. Everybody goes, you don't need to go through divorce to know that it's very traumatic. You can go through your own trauma in your life, but the fact that Dr. Sass never gave up, which I, look, there were plenty of times I'm sure she woke up and like, I'm not doing this, I can't. Especially when you've got kids involved, it's very difficult and very tricky, but we love you. We love that the the, the energy and the wisdom that you're imparting on us, that we get to consume this. Years down the road when people listen to this, they can hopefully, I know, not hopefully, but I know it will jumpstart them into a journey to finding who they truly are in this life. What is their purpose, right? Figuring out who am I authentically, like you had said, who's my authentic self? And because you wanted to find your authentic self, we now get to we now get to embrace the energy that you just gave us. You need to go. The reason I didn't jump in, because there was multiple times I could have, is because the energy that you were pushing out, you pushed out the slow, it was a slow, gradual build of energy until the very end of you just if you think it, you can do it. You have to believe in yourself. You need to go back and watch that part of the video. Again, this interview, watch that whole segment. You will see the pain in her eyes. You will see her transform, get back, and you could see her start to shut down as she talked about her divorce, as she talked about that 12-year-old girl who, wasn't, who was who culturally supposed to just stop, don't say nothing, just sit there. Just sit there. That's what your job is. That's what you're supposed to do. You watch her shut down. You could literally see Her energy slow and stop and shut down. But then you can see it flip. You see the flip and you can see her then start to the light build up. The energy builds up. You can see the tsunami of this change come and impart it all on us. And she is saying, you cannot give up. It's hard. Years, she told you, to change the way that she she thought of herself and the way that she looked at herself. It has taken her years. She still does it. Self-affirmation. Uh, meditation, reads, goes to conferences, works on herself. A world-renowned speaker of a field that she is doing, she's still actively, actively at the at the young, young age of 53. She is still working on becoming the best version of herself. I, I, I almost wanted to lean back in my chair and just listen. Listen to the masterclass that you had just given us. I, I, I'm i in the second, I'm on the top story of our house. I want to rip my shirt off. I want to jump out my window and scream as loud as I can. That was freaking amazing. I almost cuss, but I won't because we try to keep it clean. Dr. Sass, that was beautiful. Women out there, when you listen to this, both in the U.S., in the, fo- in the four other countries that we're in, soon to be in Taiwan, because people in Taiwan will listen to this and say, if she can do it, I can do it. People need a beacon of hope and light. You don't need to be a world-renowned speaker. You don't need to be a, have your own podcast. If you are just the light to somebody that can change, your story can change somebody's life, you are living a full life. Oh my gosh, that was masterful, masterful. I want to ask this question because it was a topic you were in. um, You guys heard her story. She when about 12 year old. She moved over from Taiwan to the United States. I think it's absolutely amazing to see when parents make that change. When they say enough is enough, we need to move our families. Can you take us in or you might you might not know fully what was that decision that your parents made of we're moving from homeland to this what what was that decision Resume recording Let me So let me ask this question what was that decision what was that decision your parents made to shift from something that they've grown up, they've known their entire world was living in Taiwan to move from there or Thailand to the United States. What was what was the purpose behind that?
1: Um, better education, um, better opportunity. Um, living in a third world country, you know, like Thailand, is really hard. Um, for us to get good education, i mean for 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 me and my sibling, we we were fortunate enough that my aunt, there's a many, many stories to tell. My aunt, um, we, my my parents um, were very poor. my my great grandparents, you know, m- many uh, generations. And my aunt got sponsored by this um uh, couple from the u s. Um, to go to medical school and she get to come to the U.S. to practice her medicine here and when she was ready, she sent for us and and um, it was not a question at all, you know, it's like, shall we come, shall we not, it was just like heck, you know, we, we will leave that poverty and come to the land of opportunity, right, so uh, my parents like gave up like you say Um, it was my stepdad and my mom my brother and my two other sisters there were six of us and we we just you know pack a suit suitcase full of just clothes that's it and came here and start over and um, talking about the tsunami of change um, Cameron it, it It was top changing um, uh, the culture. i mm. I might have mentioned this to you before um, when we speak of of land. I didn't talk for a whole year. And you know, I, I was quiet to begin with. And when I started school, it was such a culture top, um not knowing what to do, how to act, and not even knowing the language. So instead of just, you know, trying to speak, I I completely, literally shut down and um, I didn't talk for a whole year um, with with people at school or anybody outside of my family. And um, it is. It, This is a a completely different being you're seeing here. (laughs) (laughs) A big transformation. And, you know, if a quiet little girl can go on stage and speak to, in front of thousands of people and and move um, people to change their lives, then, you know, like you say, Cameron, you can do anything. You just need to, to realize you are here for purpose. Find that purpose in life. Find that values that you live by. And everything that you do, every decision that you make will always be correct if you are staying in line with who you are.
0: Mm. to, To that point, you were on a podcast uh, the Start Transformation Show. And you mm-hmm. spoke on your transformation that not started when you were, you know, in America, who we see today. Not when you uh, went through that divorce. Not when you moved, but at the ripe old age of five years old. Please tell us, <clears throat> take us into that space. At five years old, you started to develop something. You started to develop this this inner strength, because I think verbally, yes, we we probably that was true. You didn't speak, but internally, there was always something ticking. Please tell us or help us in that space of what you were doing at the age of five and and how that has carried you on to what we see today.
1: I I believe inside of us, every single one of us have this, and I just become aware of it at a very really young age, and I thought I was normal. <laughs> um, I thought everybody have this, um, my my great uncle um, is a was a spiritual healer. Um, he's, you know, has passed on. But um, at, at a young age, it could be younger than that. But I remember back um, probably at five years old, I was sitting in my great uncle's living room. And there were adults around us. And I just sit there cross-legged meditating for hours, literally hours. And and I would do that every Thursday that that we we gather. And that is a spiritual place that me and my sisters always go to. It was um, the three of us, my brother was in basketball and band and all the stuff. And we we developed at a young age how to connect um to, to our spiritual side. We were running around playing with spirit high and seek, and we cannot see them with, with our own eyes, but we can feel them with our spiritual eyes. And and at that young age, I've always been, all my life, really connected um, to the spiritual side. And and like you said, it had carried me on because even coming to America at at 12 and being ganged out of that really loving, peaceful environment into this, um, uh, you know, the Western society where um, spirituality was looking you know we we look at back then spirituality as some something crazy, woo-woo, but that's the essence of every single thing in the universe as we know it. And um, yeah, and and you know, up until I got married um, from age twelve, um got married until I got divorced. I, I've been yanked away from all that. After the divorce, I was like, you know what? My ex-husband didn't want to go to this church, but I've like, really, I felt inside my heart that I, I needed to go back there. I literally, I was searching for healing and I studied the Bible front to back. I read stories about Joseph, um, about job, about, everything that there is to learn about spirituality i go to church every sunday every wednesday take my kids with me and and for me i grew up in both um, christian and and buddhism Um, so i didn't believe everything the church was teaching me because i believe there's more than one way for us to go back to God, um, is more than just Christianity, it's more than just um, what the church taught us, so I, I I went away from church after probably six, seven years um, of going consistently, and I started studying um, different um, spiritual um, leaders, and teachers and mentors that I have over the years. and it had helped me gone through many things, you know, um, the the bankruptcy because um after the divorce, um, it, it it was rough um, and having two kids and going in and out of court. And um, I was starting the business at the same time and um spirituality you know, having many, many dark nights of the soul where you like literally down on your knees and said, oh God, what else are you gonna throw at me? You know, how can I get through this day, this night, this hour? And, you know, God always gave me the answer. And, you know, after a few minutes, you 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 have that inner strength. Um, your spiritual um, guy kicked in and said, "Hey, you're gonna be okay. everything's gonna be fine. You know, you were meant to experience this this life so that you can come out and help other people."
0: Ugh. Wow. Guys, if you if you've ever if you ever wanted to know just go back and listen to I mean listen to this entire podcast. There have been such an emotional shift through this whole thing. If you think about some of the pageantry in this interview, we've had some very highs and some very lows, some very dark points and some very Uh, very enlightening points of this whole conversation, but this energetic shift through this entire interview. You will understand why women specifically are being drawn to Dr. Sass and her work. It's because it's this mind shift, this mind-body-soul movement that people are always talking about. But when you actually get to to break it down to the the core of how somebody is such a front runner of this movement and we're blessed to have her on. You, you treasure everything, everything that she has said. She's literally saying the way that she got out of being poverty in an impoverished world, Thailand, if poverty, like if us in the United States, although I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know poverty because of the reservation, right? Where I I lived and became who I am. So I understand, but it's a different, it's a mindset style poverty and also physical to a poverty going through divorce, broken me down. Who am I? I don't even know. I've lost who I essentially am as a person, as a human being to that journey of finding who you are today. And now we are so blessed, so blessed. To just have been taught by somebody who speaks to thousands and thousands of people that come and listen to her. A shy girl, not wanting to speak for an entire year, now can command a presence on top of a stage. I I don't even know what else. We could go on more, but we can't. Oh, (laughs) Dr. Sass. Holy crap. I... We all love you. We love who the person you are, the love, you, the, the love you're giving today. Thank you so much for being on this. It's just un, unbelievable. I love it because she's the one thing that you won't hear is she won't she didn't play the victim. And I absolutely love that. No victim mentality, no victim mindset, although there could have been multiple times, multiple times you could have played the victim. Oh, so as we as we wrap up, help us understand why the victim mentality didn't overcome you because of all the things that it could have. Why did you not allow the victim mentality to take precedent in your life?
1: I, you know, I I, I think we we've been there we all been there and we we come out of it um, in the beginning for example with the divorce I was blaming right was it my fault was it my ex's fault and you know you 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 go through that different steps but then at the end you know you look at these two little kids and you're like heck that depends on me I, I I can't be a victim it's not a choice you know just get up do it Go to work, um, uh, you know. Make, you know, cook whatever meals your your kids need. And literally, I took the Nike slogan and I just do it. <laughs> I I didn't have time to think. I didn't have time to slow down. I was burning candles at both ends, running the business. And you know, it, for me, and I'm I don't think I I speak about this on this podcast yet. At Nine years old, I was picked to um, to do the school dance, performing on the stage um, in front of, um, you know, all my classmates and all, all the kids in school and their parents and all the stuff. And my mom was dressing me up and being a child girl, I was just like in a nervous wreck, right? Um, my mom was like, the best she could, she's a sass. She called me Mango in Thai, which is Mamong. That's my nickname. She goes, Mamong. You can be anything. You can do anything. Remember that. And I took that to the stage. And, you know, I did my little dance at a old And then, and I remember that. I remember that and I carry with it through my life. You know, through um, uh, the breakup, um, everything. I remember my mom was my hero. She is still my hero today. She embodied everything love supposed to be. You know, she she raised us. Sometimes I don't see her because she would work day and night. You know, she, she was a hairdresser. She um ran a grocery store. She was a taxi driver and she sold um life insurance and then um also sold clothes on the side and all that to raise us. And you know, she um remarried um to my stepdad who helped her with the store, but still, you know, she was a hard worker and she's still in me. Um, you know you absorb everything that you see whether or not you are aware of it i saw my mom work hard i saw that she didn't give up so it was in my dna not to give up no matter what life throws at you um you, you don't you don't give up because you you are here to do something you're here for purpose um, whatever that may be and if you don't complete your mission guess what <laughs> you're coming back again
0: <laughs> oh man if you
1: believe in reincarnation they they will the elders of the afterlife will say hey you didn't complete your mission um what happened learn from it and you're gonna go back wiser but um yeah i, I just took the Nike slogan and said hey just do it <laughs> Nothing to lose, but gain.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Dr. Sets, if, if. Tell us, how can, how can we get it? How can people do listen to this? that want to reach out to you. Want you to come speak. Want you to, to know more about you. How can we get into your world? Tell us, how do we, how do we reach out? And we get in contact with you because I'm sure. M- soon millions of women will want to reach out.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, things, things change on, on a daily and weekly basis and, and I try to update um, uh, people who want to get in touch with me as much as I can. But the best place would be my website um, www.drsass.us us. And and that's where you, you can get um, most of my work. And um, if you have questions, um, there's a contact me um, part that you can email me and the team. And,
0: and we oh, guys will have, we'll have that. We're going to have all the her, her social media links. We'll have that all in here. You guys can reach out, follow her. Her website is amazing. It's got great content that's on there. I've been on that. I've poked around a lot. In her life, if you talk, if you uh, look her up, you'll listen to all the podcasts that she was on. She is a, a, a renowned expert in this field, this life-changing field, mind, body, soul. But becoming the best version of yourself and, and, and the energy that not only that you need to have, but your energy can spill over to other people to help lift them up and become the best version of themselves that's really the mission and i oh, watch out paris watch out paris you're getting you're getting a heavy hitter <laughs> <laughs> i love this as we wrap up <clears throat> let me ask this question if you were to see your 5 year old self today what do you think she would say to you
1: my 5 year old self what she would say to me.
0: What she would say to you.
1: Or what I would say to her.
0: Yeah, see, people love that. What what do you think your five-year-old self would say to you?
1: My five-year-old self would say, Sas, don't worry. Have fun, you know. Be your little five-year-old. Enjoy life. Go through the journey. Um, take things lightly. Everything happened for a purpose. You may not know what it means right now, but the meaning of life is to be joyful in everything that you do, to be joyful and make that impact, to be joyful and live that life. And just, just like the song said, don't worry, be happy.
0: <laughs> oh, what a way to end what a way to end before I let you go, though, five books. Your top five books you would recommend anybody to to read. It could be you know, business related, mindset related, spiritual, whatever it may be. But just what are your five books you would recommend?
1: You know, Cameron, I lost count how many books I read. and this this again goes with individuality. It's mm-hmm. where you're at in in your journey. And for, I would speak for ninety five percent of the people. Um, because we, many people out there, maybe even your listener are not aware of um, this whole person, whole life. And uh, They may heard of it, but they're not aware of it. And I, I would give you the five books that I think is the basic. That's why everybody, that's what 95% of the people should start. And, um, I have it written down here. The basic, the nutrition, okay? This is called Integrative Nutrition by Joshua Rosenthal. Mm. And and that's the quote that I took. He said, we are the spiritual being having human experience. And in the book, it talks about all different um, diet that you can explore and just listen to your body. There's no one fit diet for everything. It is a lifestyle. Um, the second book is about discipline. And I might make my kids read this. It's called No Excuses by Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. Yeah, he he if you know him, he's is an amazing individual. And his book, um, even though it's an older book, is stand the test of time because Everybody, everybody, nobody have an excuse. If a man sitting in his apartment with nothing can make millions and can create the life that he want, then th- th- there's no excuses for anybody. Mm-hmm. But that, that the second book, um, the third book is about spirituality. And I chose. Dan Millman the peaceful warrior. And he 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 the his book is, is just amazing in a way that he wrote it in a storytelling kind of way. It's very engaging and you want to know what happened next, what happened next. And after you the the end, you're, you're like, was that real? Did he really experience that? But he he wrote many books. That that's where I would start for inspirational, I I chose this book that just released by Dr. Pavina Posang. She talked about overcoming adversity, life at a young age, being three years old, laying on the um the ground of the train, listening to the train as the train moved her from Bangkok to Chiang Mai. And when her parents got the divorce, her life was shattered and how she rebuilt herself, um, become the physician. And they they chose her to be the doctor for Obama, the president um, when she was serving in in the United States Air Force, but she, she, she turned that down because um, she wanted to be around for for her husband. But this is an amazing story, and I'm proud to say that she is my sister. Wow, ah, <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> amazing story. You, many people told me they read this book in one sitting. But if you're looking for inspiration, that's it. Talking about going from poverty to success. That's the story. Um, The Wake Up Call is the book called The Irresponsible Society by Pascal Bachmann. Um, He wrote two other books in German before this one, and this one is releasing shortly. It is the Wake Up Call about our society as it is today. How we are living in the matrix and we need to wake up and take charge of our life and be responsible for our future, for our children's future. And, um, those are the five books that I recommend many more, many more, but start with those five. <laughs>
0: That's, awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, if you have not yet, i will I will be the first person to buy your book that comes out in twenty twenty three if yes. you've not written a book
1: if- i it, it is in the process. i I have six books in the works right now, and my um my goal is to publish at least four of them next year. Um, so in the beginning of the year, they'll they'll come out,
0: oh. Well, you you look, I will go back and put all the links in when the book comes out. We will promote it um, on here because the knowledge that we have learned and from today is second to none. Second to none. When your own sister turns down the physician to for the president of the United States, you know that your stock is very, very good in the sense of where you come from, the will to live. The will, the will to never give up, is unbelievable, and it's just palpable. Doctor Sass, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. Like this, share this, download it, uh, re-listen to it. Uh, you know, I would say tweet it out. I, I definitely need to get a Twitter account, post it on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of the sources because this book her books that will come out this podcast is going to change the lives of thousands of thousands and millions of people i'm gonna say this again paris you better watch out this will be a little prequel for what you guys are going to get when she jumps on stage guys this has been another fantastic episode of the arch study of you we will catch you on the next episode have a great day everybody
1: thank you cameron thank you so much for having me thank
0: you